Well, guess where I went yesterday? <laughs> I usually take one Saturday and either go to Pepin, because that's where I kind of grew up on the weekends. My grandpa lived down there. Okay. And anyway, and grandma, <laughs> there was a grandma. <laughs> and, uh, or I go up to Duluth, because I'm fascinated, just waiting for a ship to come in. I don't know why. I've seen it so many times, but it still is fascinating. It's always fun. So anyway, so I, I was going to do that, figuring that this day was going to be nice, and da, da, da. Well, then a friend of mine uh, wanted to go. She lost her standard poodle, uh, I don't know, about five months ago. But anyway, and so she's been kind of going poodle shopping. <laughs> okay. She's not sure she wants to get another one, but she's just kind of, you know. So I decided, well, what the heck? I, I called her and I said, well, can I invite myself? <laughs> I was planning on going, you know, out on a little excursion. Mm-hmm. I said, you're, and she's going, you know where Deer River is? I don't. No. Well, it's very far. Okay. That would be uh, three and a half, four hours away. Wow. It's up by Grand Rapids. Okay. Okay, and mm-hmm. anyway, so I said, I know it's brazen of me, but, it's, oh, I would love that. I kind of wanted to ask you, but you're always so busy, and la, la, la. Anyway, so we went, and I don't know her that well, okay. but she's a super nice person. So you don't know, you're going to be in a car for somebody you don't really know for three and a half hours or four hours. Uh, uh, but anyway, the bigger thing is I always drive. I, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of a controlling person. <laughs> And almost everybody I know has putt putts, and I refuse to get into putt putts. Okay. So everybody knows, just don't even bother. I'm picking you up, <laughs> right? You well, anyway, so she said she's driving, and she's got an SUV. She doesn't have a putt putt, okay. you know, like a vibe or whatever. And anyway, so I, and so now I don't know how she drives. I've never driven with her. So uh, there's a couple people in my life that no way, no <laughs> way. Once was enough. I'm not naming any names. Mm-hmm. But so I had no idea what I was in store for. And by the grace of God, it all worked out fantastic. Nice. Lovely person, lovely drive. This We went up 65. Okay. And so we didn't take the freeway. Sure. Oh, the colors. But they, they were like in strips. Okay. There'd be one where they're putting her at the end and the leaves are putting her, you know, blown off. And then you go, you know, like maybe 20 miles further and it's just gorgeous. And all the trees awesome. are still, yeah. So it was really, but it was really cool. And uh, we stopped, stopped in Swan Lake. Ooh. I didn't ask why it's called, but I'm only guessing that there's a lake with swans on its clothes. Okay. And I got a sweatshirt. I had to get a sweatshirt. So I put a sweatshirt. Add to my 72 other ones. <laughs> but so it was. But so I spent two days on my butt in a car, a lot of sitting, you know. And so I'm. So I got home last night, and I, I I went up and down the driveway, and I did show you know I had to do chores and stuff. But I had a hard time wanting to sit down because oh my god, I was in the car for you know eight hours, and we were only out for about an hour and a half. And we went and looked to see standard poodles. And uh, they were very nice. There was one I was totally enamored, and uh, she was enamored with the same one. But this is what I, pre- I appreciate is she's not doing a knee jerk. You know, she's absorbing. Sure. She's going to go think about it and yep. figure it out. So, But they were really, they were nice poodles. You know, they had all the way from the party poodles to um, uh, black. They only had one black, and that's the one that we were kind of interested in. But anyway, I shouldn't say we, but... <laughs> And then, well, maybe and then they yeah, then they had they had a beige, <laughs> and they had uh, uh, silvers, uh, yeah. But nice people, very nice people. So it was nice. So it was a very weekend of, of being from South Minnesota to going to North Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Look at me being worldly. <laughs> Beautiful time to do it. Oh yeah, it, like I say, it's just oh, just gorgeous was an as an understatement. So anyway, so hopefully you guys got some questions for me. Yeah. So give a holler, 651-641-1071. Once again, this week I'm going to try to get some of how does a dog see it. I've realized through all the years of training, okay, and I remember I've been training dogs for 53 years, and really, you know, people, here's the big secret. Dog trainers are not dog trainers. They are people trainers, okay? We got to train you to train your dog. 
see you, get you to see how the dog sees it so you can work and build a team. So anyway, so I decided, you know, I'm going to bring that more out in the show here is see how the dog sees it and then how you can change your ways. Because, you know, when you train a dog, it's not me, master, you dog. That's not it. It's understanding the personality, breed tendencies. Like if you get a corgi, all of a sudden he's going to be chomping out your ankles because he's trying to move the room around. You know, you get an Aussie, he's going to be chomping at your hands, you know, moving you here in a tight little package. Uh, if you get a retriever, obviously it's like water, lab, water, you know, so they have tendencies. But who is the personality you're working with and what can you do better? So hopefully you'll be more enlightened, okay? So 651-641-1071. Mike is going to be answering the phone today. And you say happy birthday to him because he's into his birthday week, okay? He's going to San Diego. I'm not that venturous. <laughs> I had all I could do to go north and south. But anyway, okay. What do you call two banana peels? What do you call two banana peels? We'll be back. All right, we're back. Thank you very much. Uh, 651-429. Oh, I was going to give my house number. Don't want to do that. No. <laughs> 651-641-1071 would be, that would be here at the station. This is where I'm at. All right. It also, I forgot to give you the number of canvasback.com because some people, as such as myself, don't go on the internet that much and some people actually use a phone call. So if you want to call Canvasback and talk to them, it's 952-426-9490. And it's a must. Remember with all the hunting season now, we got wet dogs going in and out, equipment and such. So you really need some cargo line and they can do door liners, you name it. Okay, here we go. Uh, so we've got a phone number, oh, no, almost mine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call two banana peels? Dangerous? Uh, close. <laughs> you call them a pair of slippers. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. A pair of slippers, there we go. <laughs> you, you know those woolly uh, caterpillars, you've seen them around? Sure, yep. Okay, so now fork, folklore uh, says, now you know how the 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 orange or gold band. Okay, this is what folklore says about it. If it's a narrow band, it means a snowy winter. Ooh. If it's a wide band, it's a mild winter. Now, there are some uh, woolies that are all black. Okay. okay, and so the thing is, oh my lord, we're gonna die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but there are such things as all black woolies. Okay. okay, so don't don't hit the panic button on that. Squirrels gathering nuts early. Uh, is uh, uh, against a hardy winter. That's a sign of maybe an early winter or a long winter. Now, this is one thing that's interesting. I've seen this the last couple of times, too. Um, frequent halos or rings around the sun or the moon uh, uh, forecast numerous snowfalls. Mm. So that's, uh, yeah, snow is coming, folks. There you go. All right. Hey, lines are open. 651-641-1071. Okay, now... Uh, there's so much for you to know. <laughs> there is. Okay. How a dog sees a situation. Now, one thing when people go for walks, folks, don't put your dog on a retractable leash and you walk as they scan. Because then now this is how the dog sees it. Okay. They are number one. They're out in front. So they are a leader. All right. Then you're walking around behind. And then now the dog also sees that he's the leader. So he's got to take care of everything out there in front of him. Other other dogs coming his way, people coming his way. 
to protect you because apparently you aren't good enough because you are in the back. You are you are the peon. So when you are in motion, okay, you want the dog walking next to you politely on a leash. So you're walking as a team and nobody's totally in charge. You are in charge because you're having the dog walk politely on a loose lead, a loose collar. Everybody knows my stance on retractable leashes. Burn them. Oh, burn the retractable leashes. Uh, if you when you want if you want your dog to get exercise, just bring a regular like 15-foot line or a 20-foot line. Uh, go to a place, stand still, uh, hook your long line on. And any time that you're going to change leads, you put you got the hook that you're going to take off, and then you got the hook you want to put on. So put the put them on. So now you're whatever you're looking at has two hooks. Which hook am I not do not want? Is the leash, and then I want the long lead. But never find yourself putting your finger in the hook or the you know in the loop, it's because let's say as you're transferring leads, the dog sees a squirrel or something, and whoop, there goes the dog. So anytime you're going to trade to do. Change leads. You know, you got two hooks. Which one don't you want, right? So now the thing is now that you can stand still, let the dog do the sniffies and say, check it out, whatever your word's going to be. But then once you are going to proceed forward on your walk, you're walking together as a team. Now, harnesses teach dogs to pull. They try to go ahead. You pull them back. Everybody's, well, I don't want to choke my dog. Well, I know that. Then that's when you need to see a trainer, a.k.a. Katie's Canine Obedience School in Hugo, Minnesota. It's very nice. Private lessons, group lessons, but beginner ones, puppies. But anyway, so then the thing is, is to teach you how to get the best from your dog with the proper training collar. All right. And so now the thing is, is that how the dog sees it, you have them on that retractable, you're letting them scan. So now he can become reactive to everything out there. And I've seen this a couple of times where a short dog and a retractable gets goes up to meet a taller dog and they get the retractable line tangled up around the other dog's legs or the other person and then all of a sudden chaos ensues okay so the the retractable lines is the, when you go out in public your dog the longest line that your dog should be on is a six foot lead and the dog should be walking respectfully next to you that's called a well-mannered dog so that's why like i say don't see how the dog sees it i'm cool the, the human i'm dragging behind me is not <laughs> so i'll get out here and i will protect everything that's how dogs become reactive of unle- on leashes and on walks. Now, there are some personality of dogs that they're just, you know, uh, a bundle of happiness. <laughs> happy, happy, happy dog. You know, but I want to meet you and I want to meet you and there is no, you know, wah factor. You know, I mean, he's not that, your dog may not hurt anybody, but he could run up to another dog, you know, on that retractable lead, you know, invade that dog's space and the dog didn't have enough time to see, who, are you friend or foe? Who are you? And all of a sudden, all heck is broke loose. And once again, the tractable lead gets all tangled up and you you got a mess. So please leave the retractable leads at home. And then, like I said, see it how the dog sees it. Go for a walk with your dog, not trailing, you know, behind your dog. Okay. So that's a, that's another one. Folks, we got open lines. Everybody watching the Vikings game? Who are we playing? Anyway. Uh, the Bears. Oh, the Bears. Mm-hmm. Any score yet? Yes, 7-0, actually. 7-3. Bears Two. just kicked a field goal. No, no, no. That was the wrong word to say. <laughs> You're supposed to say the Vikings uh, t- kicked it. But anyway. Okay, now, let's say you want, let's see how the dog sees it. All right? The dogs, and this is a big pet peeve of mine, because there's so many doodle crosses, 
All right. That the hair in the eyes, you know, the poof on the top has flapped down or the dog's got a shelf and then blinkers on the side and the dog can't clearly see what is going on. He gets they're spookier. They're more reactive. And so I call it an owl cut. And I've talked to you about this over the years is that you look at an owl's eye. All the feathering goes away from the eye. All right. So they have a clear field of vision. And that's what you have to have for your dog. I don't care how cute it looks. They can't see correctly, so they're going to be more reactive. They're not going to navigate stairs as good. Um, And then, like I say, because they can't see that well, they're going to become reactive to their surroundings and to people and be jumpier and spookier. So get those eyes trimmed and keep them trimmed. You can call a groomer and say, you know what, I just want the eyes trimmed right now. Okay, great. In fact, if you've got a uh, doodle or a dog that has to be groomed, the best thing that you can do is find a groomer you like. I like the mom and pop ones, the ones on the corner, not big box groomers. And then... Uh, and it's, and just dog, groomers love to have you like bring them in just for a quick trim, like let's say the feet, the eyes. So the the dog starts getting used to the surroundings of a grooming parlor, the noise and such. Instead of just be dropped off for two to three hours and the dog crashes and burns because it's overwhelmed. So that's why what you want to really do is that you say, okay, I just want my eye. I'm not your eyes, but the dog's eyes trimmed. And then also, I, I told you oh a couple months ago. Remember what I found out from uh, a groomer is that. You you can use a beard trimmer to trim like around the eyes. So you don't have to worry about cutting. The, you know, I'm nervous with scissors around the eyes. And when you're going to work with a dog, it's best if you can put them on a table, a picnic table, a washing machine with a nod skid. So they're up and off the ground instead of you down at their level. And so, like I say, no, look at it, get it all combed out, figure out what your angle is going to be. And you can go from there, you know, as far as using a beard trimmer. But otherwise, go to the groomer, have them do it, and then you just have to maintain it. And then have the groomers say, okay, and all the groomers will love you if you ask them what brushes you need for the dog's coat that you have, and then how show them how, so have them show you how to use them correctly. And then you do it in front of them so that don't nod your head and say, oh, I understand. No, you want to actually do it in front of them because the groomers are being so overwhelmed with all these doodles that, you know, and half of them have to be shaved, if not more, because people think they're grooming them correctly and they're just grooming the top hairs and not the underlying hair. And so that's all knotted. And so the groomer has to literally think of it. Well, I know guy. Well, I knew. Okay. When I was a kid, my mom would put my hair in pigtails and then sometimes she got them so, you know, tight. You just got a headache. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what the dogs are feeling with that, that coat that's so mad. It is constantly, there's pressure pulling and it makes them a lot kind of, you know, not nice because it hurts. And then now they got to go have it shaved. And then now the groomer has to be so, he has to go between the skin and the coat. And the dog might get nicked. And then the, now the, the the owner is all ticked. You nicked my dog. Well, if you wouldn't have got him so doggone matted, matted so that I I had to literally shave this coat. You know, so the thing is, you got to help your groomer. you got to work with them. There, a lot of them are leaving their profession because uh, they've been around it like I have, you know, for 40, 45, 50 years. And uh, they either got carpal tunnel or they're not going to put up with the shenanigans of the people not paying attention. Here, you fix it. You know, that they don't help make the groomers, you know, and, the, and let me, if you know how to groom your dog properly, and so when he does go to the groomer, the groomer has less time. It's less money for you, and uh, and it's easier on the dog. So, okay, what are we doing? Oh, we're going to break already? Yep. Okay, well, then when we come back, then um, we'll talk. take the call, so hang on. Okay, what did the eye say to the other eye? 
What did the I say to the other guy? I will be back. All right. We got, go. we got callers, callers. We got to get to them. Okay. What did the I say to the other I? Don't cross me. Ooh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> that is a good one. Okay, between you and me, something smells. Ah, uh, nice. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that one. Let's head to the phone line. All right, we're going to start things off with Sharon. Hey, Sharon, hi, how you dear. doing? Hi, hi. Hey, I have a, a four-month-old puppy. Okay. And she's uh, part Chihuahua and part uh, Shih Tzu. Okay. And I've been giving her science diet, and it's been, a li- I think, a little too rich for her because she has runny, well, not runny, but kind of mushy poop. Okay. And um, so I uh, tried giving her some pumpkin that I got through the vet or okay. through the um, dog food store. Okay. And that seems to help, but yeah, I really. was wondering if you knew of a good... Um, brand uh or whatever to feed her so that she doesn't have that problem well what i would do is i'd switch to nutrisource n-u-t-r-i nutrisource uh, petfoods.com okay and so uh you can they've got small bites for small dogs Um, i would not feed the food dry i would put the food in the dish put hot tap water on it till it floats nice put it aside Wait, uh, okay. non-grain-free, it takes a half hour. Grain-free, it takes about an hour. And then okay. go back to the bowl. All the water should be uh, gone. Feel a couple of the nuggets. And if it's putting her soft to the center, add mm-hmm. your supplements, mix it up, and now feed it. Dogs weren't yeah. meant, dogs' guts weren't meant to feed or eat like, uh, 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 they're used to things that have water in them, you know, like, you know, berries, grass, you know, meat. And so uh-huh. eating dry food, many dogs have a hard time and wind up getting the runs because their stomach can't break down that dry matter correctly. All right. It's hard okay. in their system. So I would personally switch to food because you can get a, you can do better as far as the quality and then, um, then rehydrate it. And then I would add a probiotic and a digestive enzyme. Um, Nutrisource has come out. It's called Kombucha, C-O-M, Kombucha. And it has, oh, pro- yeah. Yeah, it has probiotics and such like that. And I would mix that, you know, after it's been rehydrated, add uh-huh. some of that to it. And that will okay. also help uh, your the dog's digestive system. Okay. Okay. So add com- Kombucha to the dry Nutrisource. No, no, no. First, you're going to put, okay, you put, you got your Nutrisource, you put uh-huh. what you need to feed in the bowl, put hot tap mm-hmm. water on it till it floats nicely. Yep. Put it aside. At about a half hour, you should go back to the bowl. All the mm-hmm. water should be gone and absorbed into the bowl. I mean, into the food. Okay. Mm-hmm. If not, then add a little bit more water, wait a little bit. And then just before you're ready to feed it, mix in the kombucha, you know, got mix it. it in and then you'll be all set. Okay, and okay. if you want to do like half the hot water and then half kapucha, you know, you just figure out what you want. For but for the how many pounds is your pupper? She's about six pounds right now. Okay, six pounds. Yeah. So I don't know. So you you probably want to do at least four about three, two good tablespoons, if not three tablespoons of the kapucha. You know, with the year with your with each okay. dinner. Okay. Okay. And after you open the kapucha, you reseal it and put it back in the fridge. Okay. 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 Well, good luck. Thank you very much. You betcha. Take care. Bye bye. 
Because what we feed the dogs makes a huge difference. And, you know, everybody knows I'm a, a Nutrisource fanatic because their quality is just so superior. And they got so many formulas to rotate with. And so that's why, uh, and then, but like, but like I said, many dogs, and you guys have heard this, I know it, but I got to keep repeating it because some people just ain't listening, is that dogs weren't meant to eat dry food dry. That's really hard in their gut system. And so many dogs that are having trouble with their bowels as far as getting runny or whatever, the system is just having a hard time breaking it down. So if you break it down for them by adding the hot tap water till it floats, wait for it to rehydrate the food, all the water's gone, and then adding your supplements, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and maybe the kombucha, um, kombucha. But anyway, and so if you go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com, uh, there's a, go to the local locator and you can find where they carry like the kombucha and such like that but that's what you got to do you got to help uh, some people and plus dogs that s- slam their food and all dogs slam their food they sniff it and slam it they don't chew it that's what they're built for is to sniff and just smash and just slam it down and so everybody wants to buy these puzzles so slow the dog down for feeding or for eating but the problem with that is folks are still swallowing it whole, just not as fast. <laughs> so try to just get on the, the bandwagon of rehydrating. And some dogs, um, people say, well, geez, you won't eat it. You know, because it's different. It smells different, you know. And then usually it's fat dogs that are a little bit, and little tiny, tiny dogs that are a little bit more whatever. But don't worry. You, you can you can change them around. Add some of that kombucha. Add some uh, bone broth. Add, you know, make it smellable a little bit. Maybe a dab of uh, yogurt or a dab of uh, 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 4% cottage cheese, okay? Okay, who's up next? Uh, next up we've got Susie, and she's got some questions about a standard poodle. Uh, standard poodles. I just saw a whole bunch of them yesterday. <laughs> Hi, Susie. Hi. Katie, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate all your wisdom. Oh, thanks. By the way, that rehydrating the kibble, yep. game changer. Yay! Game changer. We love it, and we're doing the Nutrisource and oh, the pumpkin. And the, thank you, thank all you. All the good stuff. So. Good. Yeah, it, it is. A, yeah, people just don't realize. Like It's like taking saltine crackers and slamming them down, yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, so what's up? So we've got a nine-year-old standard, but my husband wants to get a puppy. Okay. <clears throat> it, would it be better to get a puppy from, say, a, a mother who's maybe a six-year-old who's had several litters and is a good mama, or possibly a two-year-old new mama with her first litter? Any pros or cons between those? Okay, I'm not sure. Okay, you want? No, I'm not sure. You want, I know what you're asking. Okay, you have an existing standard poodle. Okay, so now you want to get another one. So do you want to get a puppy, or are yeah. we talking about buying an adult? No, we're getting a puppy. Okay. Okay. So and I'm wondering if it's better to get a puppy from a more experienced older mother or maybe a a young two-year-old who's only having her first litter. That really doesn't make any difference. Okay. It really doesn't. You know, okay. the big thing is, is that you want to be able to meet the mom and dad if possible, but for oh, yeah. sure to meet the mom. Always. And if you can't meet the mom, then there's a problem. The, the poodles that we saw yesterday, I just found out something about, you know, I'm learning all the time. I didn't realize, you know, the party colored po- uh, yeah. poodles, I couldn't figure out where, how did that coloring came in? What, where did they, get, you know, what breed, because all dogs are related to each other. Right. And so this breed here told me that originally the, the the poodle was a party color and they tried to breed that out to make them solid colors yeah and i did not know that and because yeah. they had some liver and white well they had one that was so he was what is it, 14 weeks old and he, it was so cool when he comes walking to you 
is he looks like his whole front, like he had a big white bib on, and then he had brown legs underneath it. It was the funniest thing. And then the the white markings on his body, just oh, cute as a bug's ear too. I'm like, God, I almost no. <laughs> I haven't had a puppy in 53 years. Yeah, they're the the standards are really smart. Yeah. Oh, you think they're smart? And the other thing is is clever. Yeah. And the other thing is, though, they are strong willed. Yeah. But but they train well. <laughs> yes, they do. They are awesome. Just yeah. totally awesome but yeah as far as the age of the mom you're thinking that you know it has no difference because you know i got a couple more quick questions if you've got a minute um spaying yes is it better to spay at six months or to wait 12 to 18 months um i've called you on this before many years ago and nobody was sure about this one but some people are concerned (laughs) that spaying at six months they have a better chance of getting cancer later in life i disagree with that okay good. but i'm not a, but i'm not you know a vet but the, the thing is is that the last two three years it's been a huge thing about spay and neutering yeah. wait till they're two years old and i'm sorry there's people out there that cannot deal with an intact male to two years old or and a they, female going into heat I exactly don't, you know, i want to be putting a diaper on my dog exactly and so i've had people call and said my i don't know why they're calling me instead of a vet my dog's bleeding from her butt I'm like, okay, how old the dog? Nine months. What? So, uh, my guess, she's probably in heat. Check her vulva. Yeah, and I heard you talk about that. Yeah, and I'm just ago. like, really. And see, so that's why it's like, no, I, I'm a big. I'm from the old school. That what if you're it, with the male dogs, you know, get them fixed eight nine months. If, uh, usually, like the minute they start le- lifting their leg, yeah, yeah, hiking their leg on a regular, but get them, you know, clipped. And then the females, you know, as long as you, I'd say, get them clipped or you know, fixed, you know, prior to the first heat, because most people don't know how to deal with that. And you talk about can't get. That's where the unwanted litters come from because they don't understand. It's just not a weak thing that you got to, you know what I mean? They're in, for yeah. 20 days, you got to keep them out of hindsight. You know, so. Yeah. so, yeah, so I, it just, there's so much uh, out there, the pros and cons and early and late and waiting. And I'm still from the school of, you know what I mean? Get them fixed. All, everybody fixed eight, between eight, nine months and all would be well with the world. Yeah, we, we spayed our, our standard at six months and she's nine years old and she's still fairly healthy. Yep. She's starting to slow down a little bit, of course, uh, Okay, but she's nine. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the last question I have is, do you have any tips on how to socialize, like when you bring a new puppy into the home and mm-hmm. then you have a nine-year-old mm-hmm. who's ha- who's ruled the roost yeah. for nine years? Yeah. Any, any quick tips on that? Yeah, the first thing is is that you don't bring a puppy into the house. That's not how they meet. It's going to meet an unfamiliar territory. Okay. So she doesn't is not standing up for her territory. Got it. And then what I would do is you have the pup on a leash, you have her on a leash, and then maybe you're playing with the puppy and then pet her and then, you know, pet the puppy, pet her and then let her get close and nose. That's good. And then go for a little walk, okay. you know, and then come together a little bit. Just slow inundation. Don't let the puppy crawl over the top of her. No, no. Because she's going to say, who are you? And get the heck off of me. Yeah. She'll put the puppy in her place. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So that's where you've got to be the guardian. If you chose, you choose to get a puppy, you have to be the guardian to protect both face and places. The pup protect the nine-year-old from the shenanigans of a puppy and their right. needle teeth and pick the, you know, protect the puppy from a, an adult dog may not take too kindly to sharing her parents. Yeah, so <laughs> the energy levels are quite different. Oh, so definitely. Kind of but that. unfamiliar territory, you know, like down the street or whatever type thing. Okay. And then just make sure you, you your voice is very happy. Don't sound 
worried, like, are you going to be okay with this? Hey, look at who this is. Oh, look at this. What do you think? You've got to set the tone. If you're apprehensive, worried about the older one, you know, taking out the puppy, the pup, the older one's going to pick up on it and doesn't realize you're worried about, you know, the the yeah. older one. T- so you've got to act like it's a, hey, yay, we could get together with this. How you act is how the meeting goes. Right, because okay. they, they feel what you're feeling through the oh, meeting. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, when you saw these these uh, standard poodles up yep. north, up yep. by Grand Rapids, yep. did uh, they have any kind of certification on their hips or anything? Uh, I didn't get into that, okay. but I'm sure uh, they guarantee them. I know that. Uh, yeah. I did hear about that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, they're in Deer River. And it's called Poodle something. I think it says Poodles here. Uh, I can get that information from my girlfriend. But like I said, I was impressed. Even though I had, they would see the problem. They bred just like every breeder did during COVID. Everybody wanted, you know, you know, pups. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything came to a screaming halt. And they got caught with, you know, uh, some, you know, older, you know, their pups now are older. <laughs> yeah, this and, breeder that we're looking at, though, she's got waiting lists that go way out. Good. Okay. And yep. I, it was a coincidence that we discovered in talking to her yesterday that our female, our standards father, is one of her dog's gr- grandfather. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. And this, uh, this is the best dog I've ever had. So if this gal was working with the breeder that we got this one from, she knows what she's doing. Oh, nice, nice. So that makes me a little bit more Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep. So I no. appreciate your input, You bet. Katie. Thank good you luck. so much. You bet. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Whoopsies. Okay, here we go. What did the hammer say to the piece of wood? What did the hammer say to the piece of wood? We'll be back. All right, thank you for tuning in to the Katie K9 Show. I'm here every Sunday from 2 to 2. A two. No, 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 that would be a good, that's a real short show. <laughs> two to two. Oh, really long one. Yeah, yeah. boy, we're done. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, where am I? Okay. What did the hammer say Ooh. to the piece of wood? Ooh. Something about nail? I don't know. Ooh. Think about it. Think about it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Nice. Ah, there you go. <laughs> we got, you know, just cute little short things. Dad jokes, as uh, Alexis call them. I just call them silly jokes. <laughs> when I call it, talk to my grandkids in Alaska, I, uh, you know, okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, Grandma. <laughs> so I'll do a couple. I says, you got one for me? Just a minute. And you could hear them run, and they go, because I, I sent them some silly joke books. Sure. You know, like, yep. you know. And anyway, so then they usually come back with the least one. So that's, that's awesome. Got to think funny. Got to find fun in the world, because otherwise you'll crash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, who's next? We've got Jessica on the line. Had some questions about uh, an aging cat. An aging cat. All right. Hi, Jessica. How you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. So what's going on? So my cat is getting older, and she is having problems jumping up and down from furniture. So I have to pick her up and put her on the bed, you know, and kind of help her out. We got yep. her some stairs for a while. Okay. And now she's not comfortable with the stairs either, I Ooh. can tell. And okay. then today she kind of fell off the bed trying to jump down. Oh. And so I think she's struggling with arthritis and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to find a supplement or something that would be good for cats. Okay, I got some questions for you. What do you feed the cat? Um, we have two different f- types of foods. We both do um, hard and soft. So the soft is, I think it's called a pause. Mm-hmm. And then we also do, I think it's something called wild something. Um, those so. are both the soft foods we feed her. And then we also do a little hard food. Okay. Um, I think it's N and D, and it's like lamb and... Um, 
pomegranate or something. Okay. 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 And then be true, be truthful now. Is your cat overweight? She is a little overweight. Not too bad, but I would say um, she's eating differently, and I'm having a hard time managing it. As far so, as? Yeah. What do you mean, uh, hard time eating? Uh, what? Well, she, she, I think what I've noticed since she's getting older is that she needs to eat more often, but not as much food. So. And why do you say that? Well, she wants to eat frequently during the day. I work from home now. Okay. Maybe she's just pulling the wools over my eyes. I don't know. Yeah, she's training <laughs> you very well. She seems to want to eat during the day more frequently, but she doesn't eat very much. Okay. Just okay. little. Okay, how old is Kat? She's in her teens. Um, I'm going to guess maybe 13. Okay, believe it or not, that is, that's not an old cat. An old cat is 20. That's an old okay. cat. Okay. The oldest cat I, I had uh, was 25. That was my mittens. And then uh, most of my cats leave maybe between 19 and, and 20, 21. But anyway, okay, back to the uh, thing. First of all, what you got to remember is that, you know, as we age, <laughs> too, if we're carrying extra weight, it's hard on us, okay? Hard on our knees, hard on our back. So we need to get her slimmed down. Now, second of all, when you feed dry food, dry food is at least 60% carbs. Carbs turn into sugar, sugar turns into fat. And that creates a fat cat. Also, sugar creates inflammation, which is hard on the joints. All right. Too much sugar in our world creates a lot of uh, inflammation. So I would strongly suggest this is my, if this was my cat, put it on a total grain-free canned food. All right. Okay. And, and then why it seems like she's hungry all the time, because when you eat a lot of carbs and let's say you have a carb day, you're eating chips and dip and salsa and dip. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean uh, and chips. OK, you, you seems like you are perpetually hungry. You can't get full. So you're constantly munching. All right. And so that's why by feeding her a total grain free can diet and then um that is kind of what you're like. The dry food is like eating Chinese food. It's great, but two hours later, you're hungry. Okay. And then mm-hmm. g- grain free canned food is like, uh, like meat and potatoes, right? It's going to stay with you longer. You're not going to be as hungry. All right. And then right. also because you are home, you know, every cat, when they go and sit and look at their owners and go meow or even dogs, right? The first thing people go to, oh, are you hungry? You know, and so what you start doing is teaching a lot of them. They're just looking at you or meowing or barking at you. They just want your attention. But people immediately go, oh, you're hungry. Or they go to the cat or the dog goes to where they know the food is and hangs around that. Because what's happened, though, you don't realize it, but you train them. That's what they do that. They get what they want, which is more food. Right. It's like I'll hang around here and and watch this. Watch that chick come running. (laughs) And so so what you want do is I would strongly recommend going to Nutrisource grain-free foods and they've got um, six that do not have chicken in and that's because a lot of cats and dogs are being chickenized because chickens in everything and over time that could start you know uh, they can start becoming an allergen to it okay and okay. so you know chicken here and there is great but not on a regular everyday basis now by switching totally to grain-free canned food you're going to notice a lot less doo-doo in the box 
you're going to notice a shinier coat. You're going to notice that she does not throw up anymore. And so it is a win-win situation. I tell people, if you don't believe me, try it for two weeks, grain-free canned food. And there's not one person that has said, well, i got to give them some dry food. They all stayed on the grain-free can. You want to give them a treat? Take a pinch of hamburger, raw hamburger, or ground turkey. Uh, you know what I mean? Give them little things like that. And cats take change hard. You know, whereas, oh, oh what's this? They, uh, and because if you watch your cat eat, they don't chew. They lick. And then some of the dry food is a little bit bigger and it's hard for them. Then they might crunch once and then swallow it. But the initial thing is that dry matter, they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter. And so then all of a sudden right. they're having crystals in the urine. You know, all of a sudden all these vet bills start popping up. And the dog or the cat keeps getting overweight then all of a sudden there's diabetes and then now you got to give them shots and you know it just is a lose-lose but if you go on grain-free canned and maybe some raw some freeze-dried you know change up once a cat gets used to eating different things and most cats like the pate they don't like the stewed and they don't like the shredded all right but the pate you put a little bit of warm water with it and kind of make it gravy-ish add a little bit of the dry but he's sure yours is already eating canned food right Yes. Okay. Yes, so, yep. so you just don't need to do it. You don't have to transfer. Just no more dry. End of story. Okay. And so then, mm-hmm. like I say, feed him once in the morning, once at night. And if she if she begs, you know, is this the only cat you have? It is. Yeah. Okay. So if she starts begging, you know, just pick her up, give her a pet, put her back down like on a cat tree, give her something else to do, get out a laser light, have a little fun with her, have her acknowledging or meowing, not get her food, but get her fun. All right. And don't okay. think that it's always food that the cat or dog is over when they, they bark at you, meow at you or go to. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.